Cat and Moose podcast. I'm Cat and I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. Well, hey y'all. Well, howdy. Hey. Howdy. Oh. Oh. Wow. Nice. What did you just burp up? Mimosa? I think it was my inner child's large intestine meridian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I feel like I haven't talked to you you in a week. And and you haven't. Well, you have a little bit like over text. And I just want to start out by saying in reflection of that, Moose, I love you. I love you as well, cat of awesomeness. Is that a land? It it is it is a land. Yes. It's a kingdom of awesomeness. A kingdom of awesomeness is where I am living today. Wonderful. And Sarah? Oh, you just zoomed in quickly. Wow. Hello, Sarah. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> hey guys. Sarah, where do you reside today? Today I just woke up so sad. Oh. I almost wrote sad Sarah, but I didn't want to be too sad. Aww. So yeah, I'm just kind of feeling like down, man. That's okay. You've also had an exhausting week. It has been an exhausting week, but I'm here. Yes. And I'm ready. Yes. I know something that will cheer you up. Okay. So Kat. Yes. I'm curious. I handed Sarah something that came in the mail. She has not looked at it. And I asked her, please take this up to your studio. I need you to open this on the podcast. And I'm curious if either of you. Ooh. We'll recognize what this is. Go ahead, Sarah. Give it, give us a little show and tell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It looks kind of like a bark box. Yeah. Oh, I, wait, you know, is that a letter? No, no. I think it's just shows what the contents are. The receipt slip, if you will. Oh, it's like the, yeah. Okay. It's the content invoice. Okay. I'm really thing. excited about this. Okay. It's wrapped. I'm, I'm going to describe it. It's wrapped in brown paper. Yeah. It feels to be about two pounds in weight. Oh, okay. okay. What if it was my um, gallbladder? <laughs> <laughs> you just had it sent to me. <laughs> bronzed yeah <laughs> oh wow oh she just got a smile on her face what hold it up higher world? oh that's so <laughs> sweet okay what i'm looking at appears to be a trophy and it says producer sarah first place and atop the trophy much more beautiful than even a grammy award is a gorgeous slice of watermelon tell me about this Oh, well, yes, I got this because when I was a child, I won first place in a watermelon eating contest. And all these years I thought I had cheated, but it turns out I had one out of pure wit. Yes, that's right. I am so... That that trophy, it says everything. It does. Hold on, I'm going to take a photo. Smile. Everyone smile. Sarah and her... <laughs> like a little kid. <laughs> Great job, guys. Thank you. I love your trophy, Sarah. Does it feel like, like, well, let me ask you, like, how does it feel to hold that trophy? Uh, well, I, I'm impressed with the significance <laughs> of it. Yeah. It feels 
important. Mm. Yeah. I am very grateful for this. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I wanted you to feel seen and just, I thought it was very creative how you squeezed out the juices out of your teeth mm-hmm. yeah. when you were in the watermelon contest. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I have not seen that yet. I haven't opened it. That watermelon looks juicy. Yeah, it does. It looks delicious. I mean, look at that glistening. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. That's for me and Kat. She just didn't know it was coming. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Kat. Well, you're welcome. (laughs) Okay, so Kat, I haven't spoken to you, so what is going on? Oh, man, there's so much going on, Moose. Like, I I have notes upon notes upon notes. And I think one of the things that's just really coming up for me that feels really important to talk about is that I have a significant amount of of wonderful women in my life who are older than me. Mm -hmm. And I am feeling really angry with many of them. Oh gosh, what's going on? Well, I I have heard some of these women talk about the thing that happens around this time of life called a quote unquote hot flash. (laughs) And oh my God, it's so hot. It's like, you just want to go get in your pool. And I'm like, okay, well, whenever and if ever that happens to me, I'm going to be really hot and want to get in my pool. I'm glad I have a pool. Cool. Like that's all that I've been told is about how hot one gets when one has a hot flash. What I haven't been told by these women is that the entire body feels as if it is going to die. Yeah. It's burn. It's not just a sweeping flash. No, it it, feels like your insides have lit themselves a fire with gasoline and other, (laughs) what are those called? Uh, flammables, flammable substances. Yes. Thank you. And like what I haven't been told is that I might feel like I'm having a stroke a heart attack, like I'm going to faint, like there will be waves of energy moving throughout my body that make me feel like these may be my last moments alive in this realm of who I am. And I feel really angry that I have not been properly prepared for what I have learned over the past, I think it's been four months now, that I, I, what I am experiencing, I, I've really thought I have a very terrible, scary medical condition other than diabetes, as if I need more. <laughs> yeah, it's called being a woman. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. It's a condition. It is not a medical condition to be a woman. We've been- <laughs> <laughs> well, it should be because. I mean, if I told you, and we weren't living on this planet, if I was like, there are people who blood comes out of them consistently <laughs> for decades, you would be like, what is wrong with them right right it's a great point yeah and like not not only blood but like blood in its many forms in in, and i'll describe this like i describe water water can be a solid like ice water can be steam and water can is this an analogy for the trinity I guess what I'm trying to say is that not only does the blood come out of a living being, it comes in various forms and that doesn't feel okay. Right, right. And then when it's... Wait, did you just say it comes in various forms? Yes, I was trying to liken it to water. Wow. Like the Trinity, the Holy Trinity. Ice, water, steam. (laughs) 
I, I gotta tell you, I'm I missed that part. I was googling something. <laughs> you were over there doing your own jinshindo. <laughs> I was doing some jinshindo on YouTube. Sorry, doing some parts work over there, Moose. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was working with one of my parts. Well, what part were you working with, Moose? Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't working with a part. Okay, so um, so uh, do you know there are things you can take for said um. Hot flashes. I okay. Get, I mean, educate me. Like, I'll try anything. Well, I wouldn't recommend it, but um, <laughs> they put me on some estrogen that, you know, I don't want to take more estrogen. That creates all kinds of bad things. But there are options. They say it helps, but mm-hmm. I'm I've now weaned myself off of that as well because I just <laughs> I want to see what the raw moose looks like. <laughs> Trust me, Sarah has seen it. Oh boy, have we. Oh, we have. She's delightful. Sarah, I would love to hear your perspective on the raw moose. Tell us, Sarah. I mean, it's it's hard because I feel like when the raw moose comes out, the raw Sarah comes out. Mm-hmm. And so then it's really hard to see clearly. You need a you need an animal so that we can just mentally tackle each other. What would your animal be, Sarah? Uh, I, I need to have something that could stand up to a moose. Gosh, what would that be? A giant? Maybe an elephant. Ooh. Oh, you would be a good elephant because you're, they aren't they smart? Yeah. I've always liked elephants. Okay, Kat, tell me what you have on your list of things today to talk about. Oh, okay. Today on my list of things to talk about are Why Do Animals Shake It Off? Make Your Own Merch Saturday, Hot Flashes, The Thoracolumbar Aponeurosis, and What Jello Is Made Of. Oh, good. Wow. Here's my list Pop That Booty or Beethoven, <laughs> Weekly Confessionals, Parents Speaking Like Demons to Their Children. And the Royal Throne Yanni Bar and Boutique in Norfolk, Virginia. Whoa, we have to start there. (laughs) There is a a boutique of Yanni Steams in the city of my birth. Yes. And, you know, I I was just in Cape Charles, Virginia, and it was amazing. Sarah was with me. I didn't mean to leave you out there, Sarah. Sorry. And... I was looking at all kinds of different spas and stuff when I first got there, and I ran into the Royal Throne Yanni Bar and Boutique, and it's what you expect. Like, I looked into it, and yeah, you too can go sit on a throne next to your closest friends and have your downtown steamed by Yanni Seltz. Okay, <laughs> this is so amazing. So do the do the thrones actually hold up unlike the thrones that, that I purchased for us? Oh yeah, let me show you what they've got. Don't you worry, I've got this all set up. Let's see. Okay, so like, and how do they clean it? And like, how many are there? And how much does it cost? Like, I need to know. Oh my oh, gosh. wow. Oh. I mean, it's, they're not kidding, it's a throne. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. It's like a giant white wing-backed chair with a toilet seat in it. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that story I heard about how the Pope has a hole in his his chair. Does he? For pooping? No, the Pope has a hole in his. It's just a 
so I'm told. Um, the Pope has a hole in his chair because at one time back many, 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 many decades ago, there was a woman who posed as a man who was the Pope named Pope Joan that people want to say never existed. And because of that, now the Pope's chair supposedly has a hole in it so that his assistant can reach up and make sure he has balls. What? I just Googled this and she's not kidding. It says a cardinal would have the task of putting his hand up in the hole to check whether the Pope had testicles or doing a visual examination. This procedure is not taken seriously by most historians and there is no documented instance. And and, and interesting that no historians want to corroborate that a woman could have been smart enough to disguise herself in drag and been a leader of the church. I mean, this sounds like so many stories I'm aware. Yes, this is the chair. This is the chair. This is the chair, you guys. Pope Joan. Pope Joan. The book, Pope Joan, is one of the best books I've ever read, and I actually read the whole thing. So hang on a second. Can you go back to the woman who posed as the Pope? Mm-hmm. I'm looking her up now. Basically, if you're a patron, you can just watch me Googling everything Kat says. I was going to say, like, we got to take the Google machine away from you, man. It's a live Goog. Okay, let's see. <laughs> hey, I think it's interesting. This is Pope Joan? I mean, this I have never looked her up. I just read a book about her. Okay, so what? what's the story? Well, it's been a long time since I read it. Um... What I remember is that this woman was in some sort of like war or something like that. And being a woman was a terrible thing. And so like her brother was killed or something like that. And so she took his clothes and then lived as if she was her brother and ended up, you know, long story short, ended up becoming the Pope and lived and ruled as the leader of the church for a lot of years and then was eventually it was discovered that she was a woman and she was like you know burned at the stake or something gosh don't quote us guys because it is one of the best books i've ever read I, i remember just being absolutely gripped by reading this book and it is is one of the only books i've ever read from start to finish and it was so good I was going to say it might make a a great movie. Yeah, it would make a great movie. I think it is a movie. Especially, we should watch it. Let's see. Yeah, we like movies more than books. Well, that's not true. I like to own books and listen to books. Me too. Me too. I bought a book this week called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, I've heard about this. Also a great movie. Oh, it's a movie? Yes, it's a great movie. (gasps) You'll love it. Whoa, why am I reading it? (laughs) Kat, go sell it on Amazon Prime. It's in my Audible app, so I would have to sell it as like an (laughs) NFT. Yeah, exactly. You know you can return books, right, on Audible? (gasps) What? And you can get your credits back. You have like, I think it's like six months or something. What? Yeah, just go back in there and return them and they'll give you your credit back. Wait, but how can you return? It's like returning a book. That's true. And you can, they give you options for like, didn't like it, didn't mm. like the narrator, didn't I, like the. I bet it's like one of those unsubscribe buttons at the bottom that are so hard to find. They're written in like white font <laughs> with white background. Right, yeah, it's right. really easy. It's like trying to cancel a subscription. <laughs> yes. 
exactly. Remember when we tried to cancel our subscriptions to Columbia House back in the day when you would get God. like 12 CDs for one cent oh, and then you would get mailed a CD for like $17 and it was something horrible like Huey Lewis in the news or something. <laughs> You're going to piss somebody off with that, but yeah. I'm with you. I have to tell you, my mom was so pissed at me because we got a bill for like $225, <laughs> which was like a million dollars back in the yeah. 80s or yeah. 90s, whenever I was living. And <laughs> I, my mom just came and threw it down in front of me and was just like, what are you going to do about this? And I was like, what is this? Like, I didn't know it said right. I get a million records for three cents. Why <laughs> exactly. is there a bill? Yeah. <laughs> that was the like original multi-level marketing campaign right there. It mm -hmm. really was. It was quite brilliant. And I kind of miss it. Like I used to love getting those packages in the mail. Yeah, me too. Well, you know, they sell tapes at Urban Outfitters if you want to go get some audio tapes. Really? Oh, yeah. Tapes and LPs. What would I play them on? Well, they also sell cassette players. Oh. They're coming back. Cool. I love it. So you've been traveling this week, Moose and Sarah. Like you guys have been in Virginia. You didn't say really much at all about the Yanni thrones that you were sitting on. Like, take us back. I did not get on the throne. Oh, you didn't? No, I just saw it. But oh. I at least wanted to bring it up and give them a shout out. If you're in Norfolk, please go get on the royal throne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go to Go the city to the of city my birth and get your Yanni Steens. Yanni Steens. Go to the city of my birth and get your Yanni Steens. Yanni Steens. Yanni Steens. Go to the Okay, so you guys have dogs. Yes. Yep. And do you find that on some occasions that your dogs shake? Yes. And do you know what do you have an idea of why they shake? Why they move their bodies? Ang anxiety? Oh wait, shake like when they've got water on them or like like tremor shake? Either? All of it. Okay. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I Frankie has a tremor. Mm -hmm. But he also shakes. What do you do when Frankie has a tremor? I go hold him because I don't know what's going on exactly. There's something with his um, back leg that huh. if he sits a certain way, he gets like a weird tremor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, is it possible, maybe just consider that Frankie has trained you, Moose. Mm. If I have the tremor, I am held. Well, he's smart if he did that. Yeah. I mean, he's a smart boy. Is this science? It. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Another way that, or another reason that dogs shake is when they're wet. When dogs shake the way they do when they're wet, they get rid of over 70% of the water that is on their body and their fur. That is like wow. having like 
a blow dryer for your hair that like within like one second, like styles and dries your hair. Like it's really quite brilliant. And also they shake when they have anxiety mm-hmm. and they shake when they're really excited because they just can't help move the energy. And there's a reason that there's a song written by a celebrity called Shake It Off. Yeah, Miss Taylor Swift up in the Izzy. Yeah, I've been learning about this. Martha Beck talks about, you know, shaking out any bad energy and how she does that before any coaching session. She's just shaking. Yeah. I have found myself doing this before and after bodywork sessions in order to just move the energy. And it's wonderful. It Thank wonderful. you to our four legged furry friends for teaching us the basics of life. I just thought that was the neatest thing. Like I saw my dog shake last night after she was playing with her brother and they were playing really, really rough. And then they stopped playing and she just like shook it off. And I was like, why does she do that? So I had to go read about it. And sometimes when there's just so much energy, so much excitement, so much anxiety, you just got to move the energy. And that's that's why dogs do that. So I thought that was really neat. And this is my Professor Cat moment. I actually have another Professor Cat moment, but it's not for right now. Oh, a double episode Ooh. of Prof Cat. Back to back. Oh, and I've shaked it off so much now that I'm out of breath and I feel like it needs to be your turn. I too. I need a break. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my God. I I have something. Okay. Go ahead. Hey, Kat. Yes. Do you know what a douchebag is? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, of course I know what a douchebag is. I know plenty of them. Wow. But I mean, like, like really, like what a real douchebag is. (laughs) Um... I I know that I used to like in the store, like I would study like the summer's Eve section where it was like feminine douche. And so, and I've, I'm not going to lie. Like I've bought a few in my lifetime, but is it the thing where the, the liquid originally is before it gets squeezed? The ones I remember, I, I never used one, but the ones I remember my mom had and they were like, these plastic bottles that had like an accordion situation, but liquid mm-hmm. in it. And then there was obviously mm-hmm. a little thing to shoot it up into the sky. I mean, it's just, <laughs> okay. So, but, okay. Well, let me start by saying this. When we were in Cape Charles, we went to this adorable little pharmacy and I found this in the aisle. <laughs> oh my God. This pharmacy was like frozen in time. Okay, can you let me see the title of it again, just so I can share with our listeners? Douche and enema combination. Oh, and you bought it. Wow. Well, let me pause by saying before she found this, we were having a very serious conversation about great names to call people. Oh, okay. And douchebag came up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know how serious the conversation was, but. Well, that's why I'm joke. It's a joke, it's dry humor. The thing I noticed, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like that's a name that, that guys use a lot, yeah. a, a phrase. Yeah, I don't want to be a douchebag. And I just think it's so funny if they actually knew what it was. Um, and on another note, I would like to, with your permission, create a link 
a hyperlink or something, some sort of link okay. for our listeners to go ahead and buy their own douchebag to send to somebody on Amazon <laughs> via the Cat Moose podcast. I, that will go into the notes immediately upon upload of this episode. Okay. Okay, great. I think, yeah, I think we've got like a link thing through Amazon that we could do, right? Yeah, yep. we do. Great. And it'll give us a little kickback for each douchebag that we sell. Yeah, if you ever want to send anyone a douchebag. I mean, is that is there a more creative way to call someone a douchebag than to just mail it to them? <laughs> No way. Okay, the only the only more creative thing that could be added to that is if they were branded Cat and Moose podcast douchebags. Well, we'll just slap <laughs> a sticker on it. We're going to buy some, <laughs> get them in stock and put them on the store. Well, we have a friend and a listener, our our friend Amanda, who you guys know. Um, she sent me a picture this weekend of a thermos that she was using, I'm assuming, to like drink water out of or whatever. And she said, it is Make Your Own Merch Saturday. And she had slapped a cat and moose sticker on her like Yeti thermos thing. Yeah. And I love that, that she created a whole day, a Make Your Own Merch Saturday yeah. for cat and moose. So I think we need to buy a bunch of douchebags. <laughs> slap cat and moose stickers on there and then send them to people i love this we'll send them for you guys it can be anonymous sarah i need you yes. to check this timestamp that just happened because i need i need just cat yelling let's send everyone a douchebag or whatever it was she just <laughs> said because i need that just as like her ringtone for my phone okay. let's send everyone a douchebag let's send everyone a douchebag <laughs> I think there's like a way to send, I mean, you can send anyone anything if you go online, like yep. urine, yep. dog shit, like. Okay, right. wait, 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 wait. I have actually received. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I, hold bombs. on. Is this the dark web that you're speaking of? Because hold the F on. The most I have seen are these little poppers that have like a little thing and it's like, oh, who sent this to me? And it's anonymous. And you pop it and it's like all of these little, uh, what are those things called? Confetti? Confetti, but it says you on it. <laughs> but you're saying you can send dog shit to someone? You can, but you know what I received? Um, I have received one of these before. What? Anonymous potato? I've received one of these before. It's called anonymouspotato.com and... Someone will write a note on it for you and send you just a potato in the mail. You could put print your face on it. <laughs> and is it a real? Yes. Hold on a second. People are making money off. Of, how much does it click on there? How much okay, does it cost see. to send a potato with a custom message? Um, it's sixteen ninety nine to mail a custom <laughs> anonymous potato. Oh, it's on sale too. Normally it's eighteen ninety nine, but you can also mail a potato face. That is the most stupid thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god! Why would anybody do that? I mean, but how brilliant! These people are making bank. All they have to do is send potatoes. Man, I mean, I I would charge a little more if I were them. To be yeah, honest, I would too. I would at least twenty five bucks. Exactly. Like <laughs> if you're gonna do, you could write with a freaking sharpie yourself and mail it. Well, totally, <laughs> but it's not anonymous. Well, yeah, it can be. You drop it off at the post office without your address on it. The point is, it's got to come from anonymouspotato.com. Oh, or okay. but then that could be. This could be bad because. Uh, does that mean if people start receiving douchebags from the Cat Moose podcast? Hey, I bet they would listen. 
Is that bad marketing or good marketing? Uh, I think, okay, <laughs> can I talk about marketing for a minute? It was on my list. Yes. And thank you for teeing yes. me up. That was perfection. <laughs> oh, great. You're welcome. I realize I have, I used to run the radio and the marketing team at a label in town. And I found myself like hating the marketing side. Like I legitimately was like, just, I couldn't do it because it was like so many things. Like, you know, if you, I understand like the, you need to get this right. You need to get this photo, right? I liked the creative side of it, but I don't believe that marketing should work. And I actually don't believe it does work if I'm being honest. Now, I think branding is important. Mm. So hear me say that. Mm -hmm. But Okay, what's the difference? Well, to me, I think that every time I go to try and run an ad for Cat and Moose podcast, I'm just like, this is so bizarre that I'm searching for people when I legitimately believe in my soul that people will find us that are meant to find us. Mm -hmm. You know, and yet we have all these amazing listeners who are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys are bigger than you are and this and that. And I'm like, first of all, you don't see our numbers. We got thousands of people, boo. No, we don't. Mm, mm. Uh-huh. But I'm just like, don't you feel like the universe should be our marketing? Like, it, it, I don't mm. you feel like the universe will bring the right people mm. into your space? Mm. Yeah. I mean, even with this, with me starting a coaching business, like I'm running into this, like, and I know some of this is imposter syndrome stuff. It's like, am I really going to go like moose coaching? And like, you know, put out there, I, I think I'm supposed to. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say the answer is yes. For sure. God help us all. The answer is yes. And and I I, I am learning. I, I can't, if you would have told me two years ago, Kat, there are going to be people who are going to seek you out for body mind acupressure like integrative body work i would have told you that you're crazy mm -hmm. yeah like i just it doesn't it doesn't th that doesn't even compute doesn't even make sense and and there are people in my life who have heard about what i'm doing and who have sought what i'm doing out and and but how did they hear about it is my point from me Okay. I get that. That's what I'm saying is like, I feel like it's more of a one-on-one -on -one thing because yes, here's yep. what I'm running into. And I'm curious if you feel the same. And this is for all of the people who are in service work or practitioners or like really have to like bring your a game. I guess that's everyone to like a one-on-one -on -one connection. Mm -hmm. I have run into with coaching in particular that, and this is totally a trauma thing for me that I'm trying to heal. I think I have a hard time, number one, with not knowing where something is going to go. Mm. So like in a coaching session, like I want to have like a legit discovery call beforehand. So I know what this client wants to work on and go on from there. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I have found is like, I really dug into like, why do I have such nerves before I'm going to coach? And I am such a preparation person. I am like the person that is like, I, you know, I don't have to have a plan. I just need a subject. And then I'm like, okay, I have, I have your, I have your idea on a, on a grid or something. Mm -hmm. It makes mm -hmm. sense in my brain. Mm -hmm. But all that to say, I have found myself in a place where, um, I think every practitioner has found themselves where, you know, I want to have 
the same like-minded people in my <laughs> practice <laughs> as I do in my world of people that I'm growing with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I actually brought that up to a, one of our coaches, um, mentors. And I just said, you know, I'm afraid to market because there's people who know me already and they're like, Oh, I want time with her. But I'm like, but do you really want to do the work that I'm going to be working on? And that sounds Mm. freaking entitled. And I recognize that. And even Mm. my mentor was like, I think you just need to ask yourself around that. Like, what does that mean? And you know, you know, the phrase they use all the time is like, what are you making that mean? Which is like Mm. a very interesting phrase, you know, Mm. Mm -hmm. like, it's almost like the clean pain, dirty pain situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But am I, am I making any sense? Cause your eyes are saying like, I'm on a roller coaster. Well, I, I personally love roller coasters. And so I'm, I'm, I am, what I'm doing, and I'm sure there's a psychological term for this is I am listening to what you're saying and I'm attaching my own experience to it. So I'm going like, for me, what that looks like is this for me. And so it's making me think of like 10 different stories that I want to tell you to really just like validate like your experience by talking about my own experience. And while like that's a really useful tool and something that friends do from a therapeutic or maybe even a coaching standpoint, what I have been taught is that the best thing that a practitioner can do is get out of the way. Oh, I agree. And I know that cognitively, like Mm -hmm. hear me say that I know that like I do all you know, I, I have a whole ritual before I coach with candles Mm. and I meditate and, you know, I, I I understand that in my brain and I, and when I do it, which is 90% of the time I can be present and Mm. I reckon, I feel the flow of what's happening. 90% of the time. Well, I'm just, that is like a pretty high damn success rate moose. Well, I don't need that. I need to stay in my pain if you wouldn't mind. God. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah. That 10% must really hurt. My point is I think that most practitioners have, you know, when they first get started, have a little bit of imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. of like, I don't belong here. I don't know what I'm talking about. I can't hold the space that I need to hold. Blah, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. So have you run into that? Yeah, no, I think you're right. And and I'm sorry that we didn't sit with your pain longer. Um, Again, that was an example of me getting in the way and not staying out of the way, even though we're just talking on a podcast. Um, So I was in a I was in a session as a practitioner this week where the person I was working with had never done any of the body mind acupressure stuff that that I'm studying and that I think is really cool. And um, and this client was very willing to she's like, I want to, I want to experience whatever the thing is that you're passionate about, you know, as well as these other like physical issues I have going on. And so I developed a a quick, like, okay, here's my treatment plan of how this session is going to go. And, um, as far as what, what my role would be. And basically like there was a part of her body that she identified as a character of a very popular TV show. And there was another part of her body that she realized had never met Mm-hmm. the character of the TV show that was in the other part of her body. And um, I basically like led her through this, like, you know, do these two parts of your body want to know each other? And what does that look like? And, and, and all of that. And as she left the session, her commentary to me was like, you know, that was really lovely. This was wonderful, blah, blah, blah. And then right at the very, very tail end as she walked out, she said, that was different. Wow. And I thought, 
to myself immediately, I was like, that means she was unsatisfied. Oh, that was different. Mm. Like I came here for body work and I'm leaving Mm. going, well, that was different. Like that's how I took it. And so I took that to my body work professional and told her about that experience. And she was like, God, she said something along the lines of you attached meaning to what she said to mean a thing and you actually don't really know what she meant by saying that was different and it might be that that might have been the one and only time in her life that she was willing to get that intimate with her own feelings inside of her body and to talk about it in such a way that is different from how she does everyday Mm. life. And that, that you, you like held space for her to find that place like in her mind and in her body. And, and that might have like kind of, that might've been scary. That might've been vulnerable. That might've been awesome. Like who knows what it was. And it's just interesting. Like you're, you're talking about imposter syndrome and it just makes me think like, I immediately was like, I am a bad practitioner. My client had a different experience and therefore like I have failed. Mm -hmm. And so the perspective I was given was like, actually like you didn't fail. Like you actually like did the thing, like you held the space, you created the space, like you asked the questions, like all the things in order for this person to have an experience that was different than their everyday experience. So yeah, that's, that's my story. So cool. Well, I hear you like the, one of the things they, they have taught us is like, you know, a lot of people are looking for that wrap up that like, wow, that was a mm. great session. And it's mm. like, we have to be non-attached mm-hmm. to that, which is really, it's funny. Cause I'm not someone that's usually seeking that from people, but when you are putting your own vulnerability on the line, yeah. it's hard not to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I don't want like, Oh my God, this amazing session. But like, you know, one of the things we ask at the end of a coaching session is like, you know, are there any takeaways you want to take with you today? Or is there anything, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, that, lit- that usually gives you an idea of kind of how the session went, but also to not be attached to that is really freaking hard, man. It's so hard. And that's something that, that we're learning as well. So I, I love how our journeys parallel and we don't even like yeah. mean for them to like, it's so cool. neat. I, I really, to the point of tears, um, have been learning about what it means to not be attached to the result of, of what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and it's, it's one of those things that is a really, really hard lesson to learn and I have, I have dabbled with it and attempted it enough to feel like there's wisdom in these words. Like there's wisdom in, in me, it, it not being attached doesn't mean not being present. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when you tell me like, Hey, don't be attached to what you do. It makes me go, well, f- that, like I have nothing to do with it and I'm not attached to it. And rah, 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 rah. and it's like, no, 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 it doesn't mean that it, it, it means like, let the person have their own experience and don't control freak it. Yeah, exactly. Like you are not in, you are in charge and you're not in charge. It sounds like more damn yin yang theory. It is. And it isn't. Yeah. Well, and I think the key is not being attached to results or attached to, you know, something being wrapped up in a tiny bow or tidy bow, whatever you want. Maybe you want a tiny one. (laughs) 
want to ask you something, Moose. Yes. Can you tell me how it feels in your thoracic lumbar aponeurosis today? It's a little tight. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Can you say more about like where the tightness? Down. Down there. Where down it there? is. Down there, like in the downtown folds down there? No, 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 no. Mm. Just my thrombosis area. Mm. Okay. Very cool. Where is that? Well, it is thoracic. Go lumbar. So thoracic is the chest. Lumbar is like the lower back. Sounds like a dinosaur. Yeah. And um, so basically like it's in the place of like the lower back, like kind of from the sacrum all the way up to kind of the, the lower third of the spine. And um, it's a place that I learned about this week that um, is a part of the fascia and um, just some of the underlying structures of the body. And I just thought the word sounded really beautiful. Thoracolumbar aponeurosis. You really like those complicated words, don't you? I do. Yeah, I think they're really beautiful. Did you know that McDonald's in Italy has little hunks of Parmesan cheese on the menu? Are you serious? I'm totally serious. And they call it pocket cheese. Because it was it in someone's pocket? Well, no, you just carry it in your pocket when you get hungry in a little napkin. But I really think America should adopt that. I love that. Well, Parmesan cheese really stinks too. So like it might be, maybe that's why America hasn't adopted it because they can't appreciate stinky cheese. Yeah. I love Parmesan cheese. Wow. Hey, so I have something that's like a bit of a throwback from our youth. And I'm thinking that your sister might really appreciate this. Does it have to do with Phil Collins? It doesn't, no. Um, okay. What I don't know how to do is share my screen. Okay. Um, do you remember this? Oh, she's going to love it. Alicia, it's yeah. a Garfield clock. Alarm clock. Did you guys have this growing up? No, but we had the phone. We had the Garfield phone. The phone. I'm not familiar with the phone. Listen to what how this thing works. Okay. Time to get up. Time to get up. Nah, don't get up. Stay in bed. Sleep longer. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Just like Garfield, right? Yes. My my sister reminded me of this clock that, that we had in our childhood. and um, Wait, I want to see what that just said. What? There was a screen that popped up that said ice water steam. And I want to know what you were looking at. Oh, yeah. I can show you what I was looking at. Um, I, I mentioned it earlier when we were talking about the female uh, menses process. Yeah. This is when we were talking about the Holy Trinity. Yeah. I, I swear I, I blacked out for like five minutes then. I, I think you did. I, th I think there was something about that that just didn't. Um, it just didn't do it for you, Moose. And that's okay. Well, I, it did catch my attention with the Pope's chair his throne <laughs> yeah so basically what i was trying to describe is that water the chemical makeup of h2o which is like the molecule that is water um can take on different um I don't know the right word for it. It can just take on different ways of being while the chemical molecule does not change. It is still H2O. So for example, water can be like water, like in a bottle of water, water can be ice and water can be steam. And in all three of those forms, it is still water. 
So that's what I was trying to, to articulate. I, I don't even remember you talking about that. <laughs> and it makes so much more sense because the way I was trying to very poetically relate it to the female menses process, um, I thought made a ton of sense and I just got nothing from you. I seriously feel like you guys are punking me and you like text <laughs> each other and say, say that we already talked about this. I am apologizing for blacking out. It's been a tough go. Wait, what's that one? Oh, it was just more of the same. Oh, I need to show you something. You know, when you travel, you see shit that is bizarre. Yes. I know this isn't a video podcast, but guess what? We will explain what this is. We keep making it one. Okay. What is the point of this, people? It's saying there's food on 60 East and food on 60 West. No, you know. know. Okay. So we're looking at those blue highway signs that will say like gas and it'll tell you how many gas stations. I can't tell you how many signs of these in Virginia were empty. It would just say like food, but then there would be no things on there. It's because nobody's going to work. It's because of COVID. Nothing's open, man. Still COVID is done. Have you not heard? Freaking mask mandates are off the planes, which Biden is fighting. Um, mm. So you, I have to get on a plane next Thursday, yeah. and I'm wearing a freaking, um, what are those things called? A, I'm wearing a bomb suit. Oh, a hazmat suit. <laughs> yes, I am. Well, good for you, Moose. Be your own snowman, man. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say I'm wearing a bomb suit going to the airport. <laughs> Probably. <Okay. not. laughs> Let me be clear. If anyone is listening, if the F- FAA is listening, I I met like what people wear suits to walk up to bombs. I'm not wearing a <laughs> bomb outfit. Jeez. Amazing. Okay, I have to bring up one more thing that uh, I know we all experienced. (laughs) So I experienced a woman leaning down and talking to her child on this trip. And this is what she did. (laughs) And it was it was a demonic thing that came out of her. And I realized I do this to my dogs where you're like you get as close (laughs) as you can get to their ear. And you're not really even saying words. You're just pissed as all get out because you were embarrassed (laughs) by something they did. And I, my mom did this to me all the time. She would grab my earlobe and pull it close and just be like, and they're like trying not to yell. So it's just like, did your mom do that to you? I, I don't remember my, I remember my dad doing that. The thing that my mom did and, and it like, if she were to do it today, like I would freak out is she would take my chin and turn it. Oh, dang. Like you will like look me in the eye type thing. And I, Oh, I hated that. And so I would do everything to avoid being corrected in that way. But my mom, I don't remember my mom ever like doing the demonic, but my dad did. He would be like, (laughs) yeah. My dad would too. Yeah. He would totally be like, <laughs> and it was like, what? but you're freaking terrified. 
Like, you've got to do whatever he's saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's scary as hell. Oh, yeah. Their head, their heads look are bright red, and they look like it's going to pop off their neck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it always ends in GD, you know? Right, right. That's, a, yeah, that most definitely how my dad ended it. GD or Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> my dad always said Jesus Christ, too, and it wasn't until I was 13 that I realized that that was... <laughs> A person, a, a God, a being. <laughs> I just thought it was something you said when you're mad, man. Wait, you didn't know Jesus was a being? I love that. No, I didn't know until as a teenager. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. I'm looking up what the H stands for. I was going to say, I just am stunned by, I, and I, I didn't use the Google machine ever, but when my dad would go, Jesus H Christ, and I'd be like, oh my God, like that. Sounds really intense. Well, okay. Here's what I'm getting so far. <laughs> People ask, what does the H stand for in Jesus? <laughs> um, uh, it's interesting because it used to be initialed for Jesus Christ, J-H-C, <laughs> which seems to imagine H is Jesus's middle initial and Christ, his surname rather mm -hmm. than his title. <laughs> <laughs> interesting interesting I, I can see how that would be very misleading and still to some people go oh i didn't know that you know but i still especially don't know if you didn't grow up in the church i don't either know what that means on urban dictionary it says jesus h christ is an alternative to jesus christ the h is added due to numerous reasons some say it stood for holy, which is amazing. <laughs> <Dar> <laughs> Jesus, holy Christ. <laughs> Some say it stood for Harold. Harold. Wow. Jesus, Harold Christ. Oh, like hark the Harold. It says because <laughs> our father who art in heaven, Harold be thy name. That's it's hallowed. It's hallowed. Oh be thy God. name. Come on. Here are, here are other theories about the origin of the H. H stood for haploid, since Jesus has no human father. He's a haploid. Oh, my gosh. Wait, number two. It recalls H in the IHS logo, embolized on much on many Christ, on much Christian paraphernalia. The fact that the word Christian and paraphernalia are in the same <laughs> is odd. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's a bobblehead Jesus for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and then it says, Jesus H. Christ is an expression... Only added an H, most likely for humor. Here's an example. Jesus H. Christ, my plunger broke. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what an example that's so relatable to all of us. <laughs> what? Uh, my plunger broke. Clearly that was a plumber who said that. That's amazing. Well. Well. <sighs> hmm. 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 Great job. Special thanks to our producer, Sarah Reed. To find out more, go to catandmoosepodcast.com. Cat and Moose is a BP production. 